Hello, this is Cameron, and I'm uh, reporting from quarantine day four. War, War um, never changes. We are stuck inside of our houses. We're not allowed to go out. There are black shirts patrolling the streets. Uh, the communists have taken over. It's a horror show. It's a real horror show. Hey, you know, I downloaded Fallout New Vegas on my Xbox One like last night. I played about 20 minutes and of it. And then you were like, this is just too real. This is oh, real life. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> I will say, I don't think I have ever given a Bethesda game a good chance. And, you know, that's just in my personality, I think. I think you, still, you still haven't? Well, I started playing it. Mm. First of all, it looks terrible, but I was surprised how <laughs> I, I was surprised how well it ran on Xbox. Yeah. Um because it is a last gen game and like it actually looks worse on my PC when I played it. Mm. It looks better on uh, I don't know, something about like the updated backwards compatible version of that Xbox port. Um I started playing it and started building like my my skill tree and I was like, This is really sweet. Like actually I'm like, this is a really cool like Perk Tree System, I know. Well, the guys that did Outer Worlds did this one, yeah, too. Yeah. What's that, What's their studio name? I don't know. I don't remember. Can you, like, cross-check me for it? <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I know this, that this developer has a harder, like, holding to the ideas of RPGs. So I'm like, you know what? You know what? I might give this one a little bit of time. The second I walked well, out... Well, it's Obsidian. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the second I walked out into, like, the wasteland, I was just like... I'm going to turn my Xbox off. <laughs> I, and I did. I went to bed right after that. Um, oh. I didn't even give it another chance. So I should go back, but yeah. I've been playing through Bioshock 1. I think I'm going to go on to Bioshock 2 and maybe Infinite. I don't know. Do a whole run. Yeah. I mean, I, well, one, I still have the Outer Worlds that I didn't finish that I probably should. I still have Death Stranding. That I didn't finish. It's really hard to go back to that game. It really is. I, I every time I think about that game, I, I end up deciding on another game to play. I really like. We've talked about it, and we. I think we both agreed there's something special about it. Yeah. It is a slow, boring art game. Yeah, for sure. And some sometimes you just cannot take that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that sort of thing lacks a compelling argument to go back to it yeah you when you're like mean? when you're away from it for the moment like you, you i don't know it's it's hard to me to to like compel myself to go back in but since we're quarantined i mean may as well right um, i don't think i want to play that game may as well play all the all the boring games honestly that though get to. like i've been thinking about death stranding with the like stay inside kind of thing yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah, all our Amazon, like, all our Amazon uh, package deliverers are Sam Porter Bridges. <laughs> That's how I'm like. I look at them I'm like, thank my, you, Sam, my hero. When they drop off packages, they say, "Sam, I have another delivery for you." <laughs> Just start throwing monster energy at them. Mm, Is that um, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's. It's it's weird. Quarantine has been weird because I've just been having fun most of the time. I've been enjoying myself, but. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Everybody's not, stressed. I've not been able to enjoy it. Not because I'm stressed, but because my life hasn't slowed down at all. Yeah. Um, since I work for a church, I am legitimately a full-time content creator at this point. Mm. Our um, services have been canceled because the group limit gathering is 10 people. So we can't have more than that. Um, so the church is like, well, it's the future. Let's, you know... <laughs> embrace technology and everybody in the meeting just turned and looked at me and i was like oh no oh no they're like well he's the young one what do we do um so we are doing a live stream 
on Sunday, but I didn't want to deal with streaming multiple cameras and things like that. So I said, let's just pre-shoot it and make it look good. And then we'll just stream the video Mm. up front. So we've been doing a lot of pre-prep and I think it's going to look a lot better than whatever we were planning to do in the first place. Yeah. So yeah, we did like a music video shoot. It's not like a music video, but like there's a section of like song for the church, sure, right? Sure. And we did it kind of like, I don't know if you've seen like an audio tree live session. It's not like that, yeah. but like it was more homey. Like there's a couch, but we had like a full mixing board and a sound technician there that knows what he's doing. His name's Ryan Tidwell. He's a super cool dude. Um, so we did like a little studio setup, and I got to shoot that. And then everything else has been just video shoots with trying to make people be engaging because it's like going to church for people who that like to go to church there's like a social element there's a reason to go you show up yeah. at the time so you can talk to people and see people like there's a big community focus heck it's in the name of the church i go to right but like online that's just lacking so i told them i was like guys there's three kinds of content i'm actually i want to hear what you think of this uh for online stuff this was my pitch to um the leadership team there i said there is an informative, there's informative content, there's entertaining content, and there's interactive content. And those three circles can overlap, but unless you're PewDiePie with his daily show, you are literally not going to get all three. Yeah. So you need to focus like each video to be what it needs to be. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So if you're doing music, try to push that towards like visually entertaining, right? Yeah. Like the playing of instruments people were performing, like make that entertaining. I don't know. Like this is whole conversation. Uh, needless to say, everybody is freaking out uh, because we've <laughs> never done anything like this. Yeah. And it's cool to see how like some of my content creating skills have, have come through. And then on the days that I'm not doing that, I am video editing at home or I am doing uh, schoolwork all online, which mm. is really boring and quite entertaining uh at the same time we we are all on zoom calls and today in the group chat someone asked if they were allowed to use the bathroom uh, (laughs) during the zoom call so it's just become pretty much pure boredom everybody's surfing the web during during the lectures it's just like it's meme city in class yeah it's i i don't know how i'm gonna learn anything else for the rest of the semester all right um well um I will have you know, I know I was complaining last week about still having to go to work in the quarantine. Um, I don't have to go to work. My, my, everything's shut down. So um, I'm hanging out. I'm, I'm relaxing at home. Uh, last night, we had, I made burgers and fries. The night before that, we made lasagna. The night before that, we we did Domino's because they had fifty. I was gonna off. say who who hasn't seen that ad for fifty percent? I know, off? right? It's very hard to not uh, yeah. to do that. Yeah. So we we had Domino's. Did it impress you? No, it's terrible. You thought it was horrible. Yeah, not very good. Although those cheesy bar- Parmesan bites, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're like the little breadstick things. Fantastic. They're pretty good. Dip in marinara sauce. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know why like Domino's and Pizza Hut just like they blur together. They're like the same company to me. I'm, I know they're yeah. not, but Domino's it like they really tried to have a resurgence, I feel like. They really tried to make something. Yeah, they had that whole brand rework. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where they're like, Oh, it's every single Domino's pizza store will be redesigned and reworked. Yeah, yeah. Because Domino's had such a bad name before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was there it was so associated with like terrible trash pizza. Um 
and and to some extent, Little Caesars has taken that that crown, you know. Cause, I hate Little Caesars. Because five dollar, five dollar, <laughs> hot and ready pizza. I absolutely hate Little Caesars. Yeah. That is like, <laughs> that's like if you have a bunch of kids over at your house. Yeah, and you just need to feed them something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like it's yeah, like feeding it the carnivores that are kept in the cage, right? How did they do that? Five dollar? Do they still do five dollar hot oh, and ready yeah. pizza? Oh yeah. Because how I is mean, that possible? It's because I work for a church, dude. You know, in youth ministry, you just pick up that trash and feed it to the kids because they're hungry. No, but seriously, seriously, how is that possible? <laughs> I, it's got to be like, because dough, think about like the cost of dough, you know, it can't be that much. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just like, I'm shocked that like even the $5 foot long. <laughs> It can't even keep up with inflation. It's not $5 anymore. You know what I mean? But I don't think they have $5. The biggest American lie. $5 foot. No, I I don't think they have have $5 hot and ready pizzas. Really? Maybe it's $6. I'm just looking right now. I'm honestly Are you going to try to order something for the show? No. uh, I would never order Little Caesars. I have class. Oh. I can't because I have to put in my my address. You know what is... uh, Classy, this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, uh, episode 85. Good segue. I had to do it because <laughs> we were going nowhere with this. We could just you complain don't want to talk about, about pizza? I do want to keep talking about pizza, um, but before we get to the pizza, my name is Isaac. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And uh, this is a podcast. We talk about stuff, uh, really whatever the heck we want. Uh, it's because everything comes from something. That's what I said. That's the name of the show. Uh, if you like the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Throw a couple dollars our way. Get access to some exclusive benefits like a monthly podcast or questions on the show. Uh, nobody asked questions. We did check this week. I'm sure a lot of patrons are like, they didn't even check. I'm we like, check every week. I'm pretty sure the barrier to entry uh, is for like asking questions is, is the fact lo- that is they zero. No, there is no barrier. There is a barrier. It's remembering their password for Patreon. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. 100% true. These people do not remember their <laughs> passwords. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So if you can, you know, if you own a Mac and you have password lock or for some reason you can actually remember your passwords. Um, Isn't that getting complicated now? I've been on the Internet for so long that, like, you know, through through all my various accounts, I don't I never start with the first password um, of, of, of like a specific site. So like, so like now I've gone through so many iterations oh, yeah. of passwords that like, I don't even remember half the time. You think about and so like, I just reset it every time that I need to <laughs> log in. Your passwords are just, um, constant evolutions of like the old version. Yeah. It's almost like yeah, the game yeah. telephone, but like just manipulated <laughs> throughout time into passwords. Well, and then, and then you can't remember once you make that first initial change from the, from the very beginning, I will, then I, you can't remember. I will it. tell you this because no one's going to figure out my password anyways, <laughs> but I'll give you a hint. Okay. One of my passwords was linked to a joke that I had in middle school about one of my friend's addresses. And I think probably only Bob would know the first four numbers that I'm thinking about. But yeah, it's just like my friend's address that I haven't talked to in years. (laughs) I haven't talked to in years. So Mm, mm. it's not actually the address. We'll let everybody else uh, lay it on that secret. (laughs) There you go. Well, you know, we have thousands of listeners, so you can join them at patreon.com. Um, and, and if you remember support. your password. And when I say thousands, I mean five Patreon supporters. So yeah. you could join the club. You know, that's better than zero. It is better than zero. 
keeps, it's fun. It keeps the it keeps the electricity on. It keeps this show we from record. sounding like absolute trash. Yeah, it's well, uh, it's it's closer to uh, Domino's than it is Little Caesars. Mm, you know good, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not quite. It's not quite on like the Mountain Mike's level yet. You know, but it's or the or the uh, Round Table. It's not there yet. Those guys, you know, Mountain Mike's Round Table is freaking expensive. So is Mountain Mike's, dude. Yeah, but it's like better. Mountain Mike's is, I think, of like overloaded. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a better pizza. If you're getting like, you know, just a classic American pizza, Mountain Mike's is is not a bad choice. I like I like Round Table, but you're right. It's like so expensive. They're like Maui Zowie's bomb. Yeah. That's like the one. I don't get pineapple on my pizza, so that's okay. I don't I never understood why people got so personally offended by it. I know, I don't shame anybody for it, but it doesn't it's not really, Yeah, but p- you said it very, so aggressively. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> like, I don't get p- a pineapple on my pizza. Yeah, cuz it's kind of gross. It gets it makes it wet. Like, why do you want that? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't uh, I don't get it. Anyway, let's not take that anyway. <laughs> um yeah, so pizza, we could talk about pizza, or we could talk about the topic of the show, which sure. is uh, the info drop on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 5's tech specs. So, just a warning, we're going to try to make this episode as fun as possible, because we're going to be reading a bunch of jargon, like teraflops. And, Seriously, like, uh, what? we don't even know what these things mean. We're nerds, and we don't understand that. Variable rate shading. What is a teraflop? How many flops is a ter- it's a it's a million million flops. So if well, what's a flop? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not the next Xbox, but we'll see. Oof. Um Oof. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the hardware reveal between the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. We have already expressed our opinions on what we want to see of the next gen, but it's been a while since we've talked about video games on the show and we kind of cycle through different topics. So we wanted to uh, share what we found. Uh, between the two consoles, kind of give you the full press release on Microsoft's and Cameron found. I don't know if Sony had a full press release. No, but they 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 obviously had their event. Um, yes, they had a long last week video reveal. And yeah, so it 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 had a bunch of specs and th- those are broken down in these article. Eurogamer is is where I'm taking from. Um, and then you you got your got the Xbox stuff from Microsoft directly, like they yes. have a, an actual press release, yeah. which is nice. I mean, they have their their website looks d- like straight up like like an Apple, like you know when you it's a tech company, right? It's Microsoft. No, I know, but it, the the website, you know, when you're looking at the Apple website and yeah. it's like it's like the Mac Pro, and then. And then it like exp- you scroll down and it like expands and then like explains right, on different right. things. That's what this Xbox um, website is looking it's like. It's money, dude. Yeah, it's you're cool. looking it's looking at money. Good. Yeah, you're looking at money. Um, yeah, so you know, let's let's just jump right into it. We not neither of us know what a teraflop is, um, what CUs are. Um, we kind of understand CPUs though. Um, yeah. So the first well, thing, Cameron, that- just before we get fully into the the specs, I know we're gonna jump there. The specs aren't gonna take that long, guys. So we're gonna read through them and kind of give our take, right? Yeah. This is what I want to really talk about this episode. Comparing if specs really matter at the end of the day. I have a quote here from someone at Xbox talking about specs as well. It's kind of interesting. You know, in light of the coronavirus. There is a conversation to be had about whether or not these consoles are going to hit market by the time they promised. Yeah. Um, 
seems like we nobody really knows how long this pandemic is going to happen. So um, we will see. And I think really the biggest conversation to have in terms of video games is like the games themselves, right? We've already talked about what we want to see from these games, but I think the the conversation that needs to be talked about is like, what does the transition look like? What can we have learned from past transitions, uh, compatibility? And I think kind of like some price, well, we've already kind of predicted our pricing in, in another episode. Um, but yeah, well, this conversation is going to evolve. And I kind of want to also touch on some um, new game releases that are coming out. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so, and sort of like the the gaming market as a whole, because it's really it's really blown up right now with everybody locked inside their houses. Yeah, that's true. What what were you saying last week that um, Steam had its uh, had its top day of concurrent users? Yes. It was. What do you remember the number? Twenty million players online. Wow, uh, that so, is nuts. So they broke a record, and recently, uh, BattleNet, which is the Activision Blizzard client on PC, had been DDoSed. I think. Yeah. Um, they were experiencing some player queues and the the server seemed to be a little overloaded right now with people playing video games. So, uh, I thought it would be relevant to kind of talk about this stuff as well. Yeah. Mm. I, I was going somewhere else with that. And <laughs> I, I know was you like, looked, you looked con- contemplatively at, at the yeah. side. Um, okay. So the PS5 is, we're looking at, um, an eight core, uh, Zen two architecture. So that's, that's AMD's uh, CPU. Um, it should be what? What were we saying? Like a Ryzen thirty seven hundred, probably. Because of the Zen two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's at three point five gigahertz um, variable, which means it, it could go up and down. Um, so it could go. It could have a um, a boost mode. For all we know, we don't. Yeah. Know. Um, uh, the GPU is. Um, who knows? It's a, <laughs> it's, it's basically like it's an unreleased, it's a custom part from, from AMD. Um, it's 10.28, uh, teraflops, 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz. Pretty um, sure that's CUDA cores. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, they, uh, are CUDA cores the one that help with, uh, uh, with ray tracing? Is that, is that it? I am not sure. I don't know. The big thing in, about in this case. GPU is that it's variable as well. Yes. Um, so, and and when you compare it to the Xbox Series X, there is less horsepower behind this GPU. But the fact that it has variability actually makes it rate at a higher gigahertz, which is 2.23. Now, if, if you're not a PC or a Mac person, um, the gigahertz, it's hard to explain exactly. Um, because we're not Digital Foundry or a tech channel, but um, just for reference, if you're like someone that's not as techy, like the new MacBook Pros, like the really high end fancy ones, are sitting like base clock three point six, three point eight gigahertz, and for they boost CPUs. and they boost clock to like four point two, four point four. So yeah. like those are like really high end devices. And if you've ever used one in the Apple Store, you'd be like, wow, this is really snappy, right? It kind of gives you an idea. At the same time, I have a 10-year-old CPU that is like max clock 3.6, okay? It is horrible. It does not run well at all, all right? 
So when we're talking about AMD's CPU processors uh, being Zen 2 at 3.5, like technically my CPU and my computer uh, is faster than that. But it's the technology behind Zen 2 and the fact that it has eight cores, like that thing is is probably a monster CPU. Yeah. And if it is the 3700X, uh, 3, like that thing rates great. And 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 I really do recommend you to look at like Digital Foundry if you care about you know performance on particular tech specs. I'm a, I'm gonna imagine that like a majority of console buyers don't, don't care really that care. much. Yeah. They just want to see the games, right? Yeah. So. And and this is why this whole um, introducing introducing the consoles in this way is kind of confusing to me. Uh, but I want to touch on that a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so it's got 16 gigabytes of, of GDDR6 um, memory, um, and the it has a custom 825 gigabyte SSD. Um, Bizarre. That is supposed to. It's a really weird number. I don't know why they didn't bump it to a terabyte. I don't really get it. Um, but it's supposedly extremely fast. Um, I think I was reading something about how. Um, its speed is, is almost like double the speed of, of the, of Xbox's memory, um, which is crazy. I mean, like, I think, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not a genius. Uh, I don't really get it, but yeah, one of the selling points for these consoles seems to be extremely snappy storage yeah. to the point where it's like, you can no load, load into times, a game yeah. like with hardly any load times. Yeah. And to be fair, um, I have a... I have an SSD in my um, in my workstation computer, and it is very fast. However, it's not like I mean it's it's mind blowing when you compare it to to a hard to a hard drive like a disk. Yeah. Um, but it's not like insane. So hopefully, what they'll do is is use that technology and and really what I think consoles are really good at is because they're a single use machine. Mm-hmm. They'll use that technology to um, and really hone it in, um, so that there's like, there's like nothing else, but it's just loading games. You know, it's just there to, to be as fast as possible in the process that it's doing. Yeah. Um, so it's not like where, you know, you could be loading a certain type of media on your computer or you could be loading, you know, this and that, you know, it's not that it's, you're just loading games basically. Um, so that, that's going to be really important. Um, and it's got a 4k, UHD Blu-ray drive, which is nice. It's a good upgrade. Um, yeah, and that's about it. And there's a quote here actually from, uh, speaking of Digital Foundry, um, uh, uh, Rich Ledbetter from Digital Foundry explained um, that a smaller GPU can be more nimble, more agile. Uh, the uh, inference being that PS5's graphics core should be able to deliver performance higher than you might expect from a teraflop number that doesn't actually accurately that doesn't accurately encompass the capabilities of all parts of the GPU. So he's basically saying, don't be surprised by the number um, because it could, in 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 conjunction with everything else, um, it could work much work out much better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you think about like. Like Cameron, when what was a console generation you can think of where one machine was less powerful than another, but for some reason 
the games on the other machine like were just they were just great to some degree. Um. Well, they're like for me. Like, here's know. a great example: the PlayStation Two, Xbox, and GameCube era. Those generations actually had some big variability between the the graphical quality that those consoles could output. Uh, the Xbox was the most powerful, um, but to me, and I think it was because of the way the games were designed on there, I thought the, that the GameCube boys looked great, mm. um, and I'm not really sure why. Yeah, that was, I, and it could have been a personal thing. To me, the PlayStation Two always looked like grainy. And like it was trying too hard to be realistic. Um, if you look at some upresed footage of a PlayStation 2 game now, they seem to look rougher than a GameCube game, mm. which is made on a yeah, proprietary that, like small disc. That right? is that is really true. Um, it, it, do you ever go back and play your PS2? Like play Battlefront? I actually don't own a PlayStation 2. Oh, okay. I was looking at buying one again, but eh. I I couldn't muster up the ability to do it. Yeah, yeah. I own Battlefront 2 on Xbox One now, and I was, like, thinking, I was like, maybe I should just get, like, a PlayStation 2 so I can have, like, all the classics. And I was like, what's the game I'd want? Battlefront 2. I already own it. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. so it's like, I, I, there's no reason. Well, every time I go back and I, I play Battlefront 2, I'm always struck by how, like, how noisy it looks. Oh, yeah. It actually looks really, like... um fuzzy and hard to see mm-hmm. and especially when you're um you go back to looking at at battlefront 2 at uh you know in the up version on on pc or whatever yeah uh where you know it's still the same models and it's still the same animation and it looks kind of goofy and but janky. there's not that like but heavy thick fog yeah you know? exactly and like and it it looks really bad when you every when you go single back to playstation it. 2 game has like this undeniable thick fog yeah and that wasn't really there with the GameCube. Mm. I did play GameCube games that had the fog. Yeah, yeah. Time Splitters 2. Luigi's Mansion. Has some. I actually, I didn't, does Luigi's Mansion? I think the reason. The fog that, is part of the, <laughs> part of the atmosphere. Oh, oh. Uh, I think a large part of why Nintendo's console holds the test of time is because, like, Nintendo knows how to use the the parts that they put in that machine to the highest power and the developers know it too. Um, the first party developers. And so when you think about that console, you think back and you're like, Whoa, like that game, like those games just look really good because Mm. of it. Um, I would say the same for like Nintendo switch. I wouldn't say that it's the best looking console this generation. That's not, that's not what I'm getting at. Yeah. What I am saying is that the the proprietary Nintendo games look fantastic. Yeah, that that is true. I do have the uh, the numbers on the Switch if you want to compare. For what? Um, so the Switch is running a CPU that's a uh, quad core, one point oh two gigahertz. Oh, this is a good reference, actually. Um, it's running an NVIDIA Maxwell GPU. Yeah. That's point five teraflops. Pretty um, garbage. Yeah, so compared to the 10 teraflops in the, you know, upcoming consoles. Yes. It has 4 gigabytes of of GDD, LPDDR4. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, and and everything else doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty crazy. Uh, to be fair, 
it's in a little tiny package, you and, know. And you were talking about how heavy these new consoles were too, right? Yeah. Well, I was not even the new consoles. The uh, the Xbox One X, so the yeah. no, the last gen Xbox, is eight point four pounds. Wow. Which is like insane. That's like so. It's a heavy. small console too. Yeah, I mean, it's smaller than when it originally launched. The Xbox One X is smaller than the S. What? I think so. I think it's like just barely smaller. I don't think that's true. I no, th- the Xbox One S is 6.4 pounds. No, 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 but I'm talking about the actual size oh, of the right. console. Oh, right, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's just They're it's either just identical beefier. or the X is just a little bit shorter. It probably has to have a bigger cooler. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think the X is... Is the X liquid cooled? Oh, it might be. That, that, that probably is why... It's so. I honestly think th- this is my biggest fear for Microsoft, and we're going to get into the specs of the Series X. But I feel like the Xbox One X is going to be a better buy than the Series X when the Series X comes out. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be a much like, like maybe maybe like original, like right at the gate. Walmart you know? is already selling it for two fifty. I don't know if that's refurbished, um, but you can find it for three hundred. Right the now. other thing that I that. <laughs> I mean, it's confusing to me. All the all the Xbox names are really confusing to me. Yeah, the series I don't really and the get one. It. Yeah, Xbox One X, Xbox One S, Xbox Series X. Like, I I don't know how they're going to distinguish between these. Two. Remember when the Wii U came out, right? And people were like, "Well, what is this? is this like an add on for my Wii? Is this like, is this like a, a the the Fit board, but you just get a little tablet, you know?" Like, like people had the same problems with, with the Wii U and the, the naming convention that, that Xbox has chosen is really kind of, I will tell you why it's that way. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, make, it bit. doesn't make sense. I will tell okay. you in a little okay. bit, uh, in their press release, I think they kind of try to explain why they're doing that. Uh, just to correct ourselves, the Xbox one X is not liquid cooled according to Tom's hardware. Uh, it's not liquid cool in the traditional sense. Mm. Uh, it has a vapor chamber that technically has a small lot of, uh, amount of fluid. Um, it's still more of a heat sink than a water cooling system, though. Hmm. So interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, it, I I want to play around with an Xbox One X just because I've never seen one. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody have one. Yeah, yeah. I've never like seen what it can do. Do really. you have a PS4 Pro? No. Yeah, I don't either. I have like a baseline. Well, I have a Me. slim Xbox One Slim. Oh yes, yes. And a baseline PS4 that sounds like a jet engine. We both. We I remember we both got our PS4s around the same time. Yeah. When it launched, um, we probably bought it that Christmas after it launched, right? Yes. Um, I got. I think I got mine for Christmas with my brother. Oh right. Like that right, was right, like right, our. Right. That was your joint gift. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, so think about that. What is, what was it? Um, 2014 or mm-hmm, something? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that console is is six years old at this point. Um, and it screams. It, like, really screams. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it's in pain every time I boot it up. <laughs> oh, no. Excuse the coronavirus. Me. I have it. He's spreading it in this room. Could be already here. Oh, gosh. Um yeah, so so I don't know anything else of note as far as the PlayStation Five goes. We'll talk about backwards compatibility later, I guess. Um, yeah, um, nothing specific. I oh, I saw. Okay, sorry. One more thing. Um, 
so uh, that same guy, Rich Ledbetter, he was talking about the um, the storage capabilities and and why they they've gone with a custom SSD. Um, he says Sony's actual implementation is um, is something else with performance rated at two orders of magnitude faster than PlayStation 4. Um, two gigabytes of data can be loaded in one quarter of a second, meaning that in theory, the entirety of PS5 16 gigabytes can be filled in just two seconds. So that's why it's so it's 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 not just that it seems like it's uh, a boost in graphical fidelity or whatever. Yes. It's going to seem like a generational boost because of how fast everything is. And everything is working in conjunction with, with everything else. So I think that's a really interesting um, way to put it of like, okay, so they're focusing on, they're focusing on improvements in other areas, not just in GP, in raw GPU power. It's almost like these companies have realized... I mean, not quite Microsoft, but it's like the games are already like we're in the gold age, golden age of games mm. at this point, right? If you want to play a really old retro game, you can play it somehow. Yeah. If you can't play that exact one, you can find an indie developer that's making something really close to it, right? Right. Um, and you can jump all the way to like what the AAA experience is for gaming. And so it seems like this next generation of consoles is like, we have no doubt that that is going to continue. This is like, we are just trying to enable our developers and people to make their games and do their thing. We've seen Sony take their first party uh, teams and really just giving them space and time to delay games and push them to be able to make incredible products, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think Microsoft, after purchasing a ton of different studios like Ninja Theory and uh, some other ones that I can't remember of, um, they're probably trying to do the same thing. Um, so, but they're, they're not, they're not just trying to go for, or at least PlayStation isn't just trying to go for the raw, you know, fastest, beefiest, you know, um, hardware. No, what, but their hardware, the way they're pitching their hardware, this generation is that it is like super functional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which exactly. I don't remember them pushing. Uh, in the past, like Microsoft has had very terrible, um, messaging with their hardware presentations. Mm -hmm. They've said, well, it's a TV DVR box that spies on you all the time. Um, and then with Phil Spencer walking in suddenly the focus with the, uh, Xbox series, Xbox one X, um, was like, we are making a powerhouse console mm -hmm. and, they went really into the depth and the ability of the console. And now with this generation, like in their press release, they literally say it's a superior balance of power and speed. It's all about functionality, right? Mm. So this is a direct quote from the Xbox website. They say our job at team Xbox is to give the team the tools they need to achieve their ambitious uh, or their ambitions and tap into the console's power with full efficiency. Uh, or with efficiency, a few of wow, or a few of which we are detailing today. Uh, raw power is just part of the story. Um, so that kind of gets into their their pitching points. I'm going to read through the tech specs and then get into them very quickly about like what they're trying to hit home with them. Uh, the CPU is an eight core, three point eight gigahertz um, custom Zen two CPU, so very similar to PlayStation's, and uh, their GPU 
is a 12 teraflop, uh, 52 CUDA core or CU. I don't know if that's CUDA core or not, uh, at 1.825 gigahertz. So it's like there's more horsepower behind the Xbox Series X, but the speed, uh, the GPU speed is at a lower speed. Um, that's a constant speed of 1.825. And the CPU is at a higher clock speed compared to the PlayStation 5s. Uh, the GPU architecture is, again, a custom RDNA 2. Uh, the processor is a 7 nanometer enhanced. That's just something that's noted. Uh, it has 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 uh, with a 320 bus. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a typo. If they're trying to say 320-bit bus? No. I don't know. I, I don't know. We don't know enough about it. Um, and then has, let's see, a custom one terabyte NVMe SSD with an expansion slot that can match any the internal uh, storage exactly, one terabyte as well. Supposed to be fast. Uh, its performance target is 4K at 60 FPS, uh, up to 120 frames per second. So from the press release, uh, they're hitting home the next gen uh, custom processor. They're hitting home something called variable rate shading, uh, which is a patented form of VRS that basically gives developers uh, efficiency to uh, utilize the full power of the Xbox, the new Xbox. Um, it's, it's like it's like rate it's rate tracing, isn't it? No, no, this is not ray oh, tracing. Okay, he said no rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can pri uh, prioritize individual effects on the specific game characters or important environmental objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolutions with no impact on final image quality. Hmm. Then they have the ray tracing thing, which is called Hardware Accelerated Direct X Ray Tracing. You can look up some good pictures of them using it on Minecraft, which sounds horrible, but it actually lets you see like a visual difference. It kind of, I think it has to do with, uh, it says dynamic and realistic environments. Well, um, ray tracing is a way of um, measuring light in uh, in a computer-generated image. Um, do you know about this? Do you know how ray tracing I works? I do not. Okay, so basically um, in a... I forget what it's called, but um, in a normal scenario um, with without ray tracing, um, basically it's... Um, it's... Uh, it's like a blanket effect. Lighting is just a blanket effect yes. over over a certain area, and that's why um, you can't really you can't really get accurate shadows. You can't really get accurate um, you know accurate lighting effects. You can get it pretty close, uh, but it's never going to be like uh, like accurate to real life. Uh, but what ray tracing does is it measures. It uses the camera's perspective to measure light. Um, coming into so light from a, a specific direction coming into the the lens basically um, so it it uses it directly like how light actually works where it's coming from one um, one source bouncing off of everything else and then going into the lens um, it, and so it makes surfaces look um, more detailed and rich it makes shadows actually work how shadows work and it's a it's a really really GPU intensive process. Um, like it's it's extremely hard on the GPU. I think if you see stuff with Battlefield Five yeah. or even the new Modern Warfare, like in the single player, you can look at some footage that you see the ray tracing on, and just 
it looks incre- like it's it almost looks lifelike in some yeah. regards. And and reflections reflections actually do what they do in real life. But if you're not a gamer and you're like I'm super lost on what they're talking about. Didn't you tell me that Toy Story 4 used ray tracing technology? Yeah, well all of uh animated films have been using ray tracing for a long time. But um, Toy Story 4 specifically but, looks Yeah, it looks it looks really really good. Yeah. And the other thing about Toy Story 4 is they they developed a dynamic lighting system mm. that makes um, it actually like simulates how light it 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 goes deeper basically. Than, okay. Uh, than ray tracing. So that's so on, on that's cra- that's like the next level. Yeah, right? it's the next level. And and they model lenses. They actually model camera lenses. Um, on the Toy Story four like animation. Yeah, basically. So like they they model what they're shooting on. Um, and how like light re- refracts in a lens, um, they actually do that in the computer. Like That's they, ridiculous. like they remake lenses in the computer so that they can use them. It's like so weird. That's crazy. And that's why you get those like insane bokeh effects and yeah. like, things that look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So lots of graphical power behind the new Xbox. Um, they talk about the SSD storage, which is fast SSD, um, big game worlds dynamic loads but the big thing that they're uh, touting is a quick resume feature which lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly uh, returning you to where you were and what you were doing right away without waiting for any long loading screens which is crazy they have a uh, tech demo with it this guy's just switching between games and they're in the middle of exactly where he last left off um, which is probably a mind trip they've also uh, invented something called dynamic latency input which is something that I have experienced uh, with crappy TVs that have input lag. Um, I don't know if this fixes that, but they are saying that they've developed the technology that uh, synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed, and the controls are more precise and responsive. There's an HDMI 2.1 innovation. Um, This is kind of to go off the uh, variable refresh rate and auto-low latency modes. And there is 120 frames per second support, which anything over 60 uh, just looks great. I love playing games over 60. It depends on if your if your monitor TV supports like, it. My monitor's a 70 hertz panel. Yeah, mine is too. And it still looks great. Yeah, like it, that's basically sitting just a little bit over 60, and all the games are like, Ooh, if you're if you're hitting them in the sweet spot. Yeah, it looks nice. Um, Yes. Oh, mine. I think mine's seventy five. Actually. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't know if it's seventy five or not. Um. So those are like the major tech punches. Was there anything I left out, Cameron? You want to say? Um. No. I think that's all. I. I do want to make some some um comparisons though. Um. So it seems like, um. And this is this is coming from the Verge. Um. So uh, they say Sony is hoping that uh by offering developers less compute units running at a variable uh, clock rate, the company will be able to extract better performance out of the PS5. Um, and uh, and then they, they say, storage is where the Xbox Series X and the PS5 differ radically. Sony has created an impressive propri- proprietary SSD solution that provides um, 825 gigabytes of storage and 5.5 gigabytes uh, uh, per second of performance. Um, the Xbox Series X includes a custom one terabyte SSD, but its raw throughput is less than half of the PS5s at 2.4 gigabytes uh, gigabits per second. Um, and that could mean that load times 
differ massively between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, depending on what game developers optimize for. Um, so the interesting thing about that and why I wanted to read it is what you were talking about with um, the uh, the auto pause functionality and with you know simultaneous switching between games um that seems like it's there xbox is almost like trying to work around that that hardware issue with a with a software solution right they're they're going for something that maybe it maybe it does load a little bit slower maybe it is a bit um uh you know, it's not as it's not quite as snappy in in some of those areas. But if you can load up the game and be ready to to be playing in you know in a matter of seconds, maybe it would it doesn't even matter um, that the the load time the actual load times are are less. So I'm interested to see how that actually affects um, like how the how the storage solution actually affects like the real world performance. I think that's where you're going to really see um, see the test. And I don't know, hopefully, hopefully I, I'd, I'm interested to see which is a better solution, the hardware solution or the software one. So, yeah. Uh, and it's notable that Xbox has always been known to fix solutions with software implementation. I mean, the whole yeah. backwards compatibility thing, which is the final pillar that they're really pushing home on this console. Um, this press release has a section all about compatibility as a selling point, which I knew they were going to hit home. Uh, they're saying four generations of gaming. It is our commitment to compatibility. Um, means existing uh, Xbox One games, including backwards compatible 360 and Xbox original games, look and play better than ever. Uh, your favorite games, including uh, titles on Xbox Games Pass, uh, will benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolutions and visual fidelity all with no developer work required, which is uh, interesting. Yeah. Your Xbox One gaming accessories uh, also come forward with you, mm. which is really what I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because those controllers are like 60 bucks each. So, and then they stand by this, which is, uh, I think, really, ball, uh, really not ballsy, but uh, a stab at Sony because we don't really know what they're going to do with this. Uh, smart delivery. This is a technology that uh, empowers you to buy a game once and to know that wh whether you're playing on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, that you are getting the right version of the game. Uh, wait, no. Yeah, on Xbox, no matter what Xbox you're playing on. So um, it's essentially a, a commitment saying that if you buy a game once, you have access to it across our entire platform. Yeah, doesn't matter which Xbox you're playing. And this is why I think they don't care about the name. You could buy any Xbox, and you will be able to play an Xbox game. And that's like their whole pitch for it right now. Uh, with Xbox Games Pass, like, I do not doubt that the Xbox One will be supported for the next two years somehow. And Like with Xbox Series X games? Yeah, I, I bet you AAA titles are going to be on Xbox One S. That would be... Um a bold move considering it wouldn't make it all that compelling to, to actually buy the next generation of I consoles, you know, like it, it, but it would be impressive. It would I be think, impressive. I think what they're going for is buy into Xbox. Yeah. Let's yeah, say yeah. that you are a cheapskate like myself and you bought an Xbox one S, um, five years too late, which is what I did. 
I bought one because I was like, I really want to play Halo on an Xbox. Then they announced it for PC after I bought it, which I was like, what the heck was I doing? <laughs> you know, uh, but I bought one, right? I have purchased games on the Xbox on the Xbox store. Why? Because I'm like, these old backwards compatibility games like Star Wars Battlefront 2, I will always want to own. Yeah. And I'm assuming there will be an Xbox in my life somewhere, whether or not it's this Xbox One S that I bought or it's going to be an Xbox that I buy in 10 years from now. Hmm. And the fact that they're standing by like, yo, when you buy a game, it's with you forever. Like it's like they had been giving you that uh, empowerment, as they said in the article from the beginning, because with your like Xbox live account, I saw the old Xbox games I downloaded back in 2006. I saw the demos that I downloaded in 2006 on my purchasing list. Yeah. And I was like, dang. What's crazy about PlayStation 4 is you look at your purchasing list and the PlayStation 3 games are missing. Right. Have yeah, you noticed exactly. that? Like, they yeah. just don't exist even though you bought them, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I think that's huge that they're standing by it. Is it a selling point that's going to make people buy more Xboxes? I think that Sony doesn't think so. Because their com- backwards compatibility statement, which is the compatibility statement we feared, um, is essentially some PlayStation 4 games will work. Yeah, well, so they said, um, uh, they said basically, basically all PS4 games um, will work on the PS5. Um, the perform- But the performance boost of the PS5 is so significant that these games will need to to be tested before it's like actually proved. Mm. So it's like that time period in Xbox when they first when they first rolled out uh, backwards compatibility. I wonder if any games will be left behind because of it. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure there will be. But um, I think their commitment. Well, I mean, who knows? They don't really. Honestly, who knows at this point? But I think they're they're saying like we're gonna try to make all all PS4 games work basically. Um, there's, I'm, but there, there will be things that fall through the cracks. Like I'm sure there will be some Xbox games that don't get like backwards compatibility. Uh, they've already much. confirmed that their Xbox backwards compatibility list is finished. Oh right, yeah. Um, I don't know if they're gonna stand by that with the next generation, but there are licensed games that are forever lost because yeah. of the yeah, licensing yeah. issue. So any Spider-Man game that you played on Xbox, it's just gone, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, a lot of Star Wars games are back. I don't know how they got they pulled that one off. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would say probably most of the notable games you're looking for are backwards compatible. There's been a few that I've looked up, and they're just, they're not there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's no word, there's no word on... Um, on PlayStation 3. There's no word on PlayStation 2. You know, they're not even going to touch. It, it's it, such a shame because I'm very, like, I think it's too much of a headache for them. But there's also, like, this weird underground backwards compatibility market in PlayStation 4 that no one talks about or no one knows about. Um, it, It's because I had to buy a game to see if it was true. I bought this game called Star Wars Bounty Hunter, mm. uh, which is a game where you play as Django Fett. It was a PlayStation 2 game, yeah. GameCube game, and it was just for sale on the store. And I was like, this game doesn't exist. 
Like I was like, there's no way you could play this game on a modern console. So I bought it. It was ten dollars. I was like, I have to know. On the store? On PlayStation 4. It was on the store. Yeah, right. It was not PlayStation Now, which I really thought it was. I think, don't they have PS2 and PS1 classics? This is not a classic. This is a cult <laughs> classic. That's why I was like, why is this game here? Right, right, you know? right, right. You turn it on and the PlayStation 2, like the boom, like logo comes up right away. And I was like, is this something I've been missing? Hmm. Like, even if the disc doesn't work, like, can I go back and buy PlayStation 2 games? I think there's a select handful that exist. Um, but I was also, I think it was on Sacred Symbols, uh, Colin and Chris were talking about, like, these trilogies that have been brought over. Like, do you oh, know yeah, if you can yeah. buy Jack and Daxter on PlayStation 4? Yeah, I think you can. Like, I'm not sure. One, two, and... I, I think there's a collection, isn't it? I'm going to Jack and Daxter collection? It was or on was PlayStation that just on 3. Vita. It was on PlayStation 3 and Vita. Mm. I had it on Vita. Mm. So I'm going to yeah, double check that. But it, they bring very weird with like their legacy brands that people remember. Yeah, I think they're. I, I think the PS3 was so out there as far as um, the architecture. And I, I think it was just. It was just like a different beast altogether that I think they don't want to go back to anything prior to, to PS4. Yeah, it and, looks like you can get the. the, the Jack and Daxter PlayStation 2. You can get the collection um, on PS4, yes. Mm -mm. But, like, there's been a lot of PS3 games that have been either ported over or, um, you know, I don't know. The Bioshock Collection is a game that, that I've been playing recently, um, which is just an up version. You know, they didn't remake the games or anything. Um, it's just an up version of a Bioshock and it runs at 60 frames, I think, um, in the PS4 Pro. Uh, so, you know, at the, at the same time, like I get where you're, well, I mean, I'm upset that they're, they're not trying to expand backwards compa compatibility. Um, like what I would really like to see is, um, uh, what Xbox has, which is like, you put the disc in, you know, you put your old Xbox 360 disc in and, you know, it pops up on the store and you download that version. And yeah, then, yeah. and then, you know, so like, I would like to see that on, on PlayStation, but I, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. You know, I, I don't imagine putting in burnout paradise for PlayStation three in and being able to play it on my PlayStation five, you know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And burnout paradise is already like, they've made it up res version. Yeah. Exactly. So I think yeah, but I have to buy it again. <laughs> it goes back to that idea of preservation of technology, which we've... Or preservation of, like, media, yeah. which we did an episode on. There's just stuff lost through the, through the cracks, you know? Does it matter to anyone? Is it important to preserve? Cameron and I think so. Yeah, um, of course. But it seems like some of these companies don't care about it. Or yeah. it's just not worth the hassle, you know? Like, I think from, from PlayStation's perspective, they're like, well... We have PlayStation Now, which plays uh, PS3 games. Um, does it play PS2 games, too? Mm, I don't... It plays PS4 games, so I'm very lost on what it is. Well, it's it's just like a cloud gaming service. I yeah, I don't really know what it is Is it either. Games Pass, though? Is it Xbox Games Pass? Is uh, it like that? I'm pretty sure you can download games now. Off oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, so I guess it is. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, have, I have no idea, but... Um, 
you know, so they're like, let's start a free trial, Cameron. We have PlayStation. We'll we have PlayStation now. Um, we, you know, we've basically been spending the past six years taking over old games to the new console. You know, the re- the Last of Us remastered the, you know, the Bioshock collection. Now there's the the Arkham collection, which I got. It was like five dollars, I think. Um, you know, to to bring those games over. So like. They're like, I think they're basically like, well, what do you, what else do you want from us? You know? And my answer is I want to, <laughs> I want to put it in a disc and, and be able to play it on my PS5, you know, like that's, that's what I want. But maybe fair enough. That's, that's probably too much to ask for. I'm trying to find a list of games that you can't play. On Xbox? That you can't play on PlayStation 4. I don't think that. Uh, that's going to be too big of a list. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's good that they're at least taking the first step, um, of backwards compatibility, which is PS4 games, you know, will be backwards compatible. At least the, at least we get that much, you know, which is not, not the case with, um, with PlayStation 5. But it's like, okay, so you search the best PlayStation 3 games, right? The generation of the 360 and the PlayStation 3. All these games, to some extent, you could play on PlayStation 4 if you read the buy them. Xbox, you could just play them now. Um, some good ones. Seriously good ones. Um, but I'm trying to see for ones that you couldn't play on PlayStation 4. The infamous games. The original infamous games. You can't play on... Yeah, I guess that's true. Only on PlayStation Now, which you have to stream. You can't download those versions. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So for the PlayStation 3 games, you have to stream them. If it's a PS4 game, you can down direct or de- download directly. Mm. The original Assassin's Creed, eh, you might be missing something. I don't know if that's ported. A lot of the Assassin's Creeds are ported. Uh, the Resistance Trilogy, I believe, is not available on PlayStation 4. Yeah, that's true, although... Um I don't know. Is the Mass Effect trilogy available on PlayStation Four? Because it is on Xbox with backwards compatibility. I don't think so. I don't. I. I don't think it is either. Right. Yeah. And those are some pretty big titles from that. Uh, from that generation. Yeah. Like if you want to go back and play the Elder Scrolls Four, Oblivion, you can do that on Xbox, but you can't do it on PlayStation Four. Hmm. Like you couldn't explore that unless it was on that streaming service. Which, who knows what's on that streaming service. Right, 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 right. Like, those are... I'm just shocked that those, like, standout titles, you know, aren't available. Whereas, like, the weird cult titles, like the ones that I played, like freaking Mag or uh, Transformers the Game. Like, I spent time as a dumb middle schooler playing those games. Motorstorm, Warhawk... Starhawk was the one I played. Mm, Starhawk was fun. Yeah. I really liked it. And that. those games are just, you got to go back to, to play them. Well, you can't, you can't play Mag. Can you, you play Metal Gear Solid 4 on PlayStation 5? I don't think uh, you can. And you can't play it on Xbox. Is there not a remaster? No, there's not. I'm mm, pretty, mm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to check. I don't know. But, but I mean, it's just weird. Like, there are a lot of these games that that are just... Not going to be taken over w- with the new with the new generation like that that just are. I don't know. Maybe I. Wh- why weren't we? 
we were people were talking about this with the ps4 generation right but it wasn't an issue you know what i mean like this is a sticking point now where it wasn't um last last cycle you know what i mean like this is well this is a bigger deal i think it's competition right yeah because xbox is just saying yeah we did it yeah because the xbox originally launched and it was the same thing you couldn't yeah you couldn't go back to 360 games yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's true, but, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. Like, we're getting we're getting something that we didn't have last It's generation. becoming a sticking point for you and I, which is surprising. And now it's, and now it's in, uh, like, it's, that's, even that's not enough. You know what I mean? Like, we're getting better than what we had last, last generation, and that's still not enough for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Maybe we're just ungrateful. I don't know. Um, so which one are you going to buy, Cameron? I am, uh, I've always been pretty consistently, um, on the PlayStation ecosystem. So like, I don't have that incentive of, you know, oh, I've got this library of games on Xbox that I can bring over and that, you know, I'm in the Xbox ecosystem. Right. Right. Um, like I, I just don't have that. So I'll, I, I'm certainly going to buy a PlayStation five, um, you know, eventually after it comes out. And, and I feel, I feel pretty confident about that. You know, I, I don't feel compelled to switch over even if it maybe has faster, you know, better hardware. I don't really feel all that compelled by that. Um, I am with PlayStation for the games and for the, you know, for the content that it, that they make. And I like the studios that, that PlayStation has, I like the franchises. So I'm going to stay um, with PlayStation. I think that's what they're banking on. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think they they don't have to innovate because they know that they have, like, the brand power. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's fair enough. It's not that they're not innovating, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that. It's just they're not, they're being conservative with their, with some Focus, of the things. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, well, we'll see if these consoles even come out this generation due to the coronavirus scare and a lot of this. Um, seems like the consoles aren't even started to be man. They're no, I think they're being manufactured. Manufactured, now. but it's like there might be a delay mm. uh, or a shortage of consoles. Yeah, for the holiday season, um, I'm excited to see some games play on it. Yeah, I haven't me too. seen any next generation games. It's all hardware talk. Yeah. Oh, this is what I was gonna say earlier, right? Which is, I find that it's very, very weird. And both both Xbox and PlayStation have been doing this. It's kind of been this like weird back and forth of like slowly introducing new things about your hardware. Um, and it's totally not like what we saw last generation, right? Last generation, we saw, you know, PlayStation goes first in February. They... They introduce their their new console. They say, this is a PS4. It's going to be this price. It's going to be doing this. And then, you know, they had the reel of of the things that it Kills can do. Kills on Shadowfall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, then um, Xbox goes next, right? They re- release the Xbox. Xbox goes at uh, E3, right? Rise, Son of Rome. Yes. And so they, they introduce their console. Sunset very flat, very flat. Uh, press conference, very strange, um, 
you know, this we're talking about sports and we're talking about this is a DVR and this is, you know, a Call of Duty machine. And, right. you know, and it was just a very um, the fish they can move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a very strange reveal. Didn't really. But but it was like one after the other. Right. And then and then PlayStation hits back with their, you know, amazing, incredible uh, E3 press conference. Where yeah, it's like, really good. Where they were like, uh, you know, totally ragging on on the xbox and they were a hundred dollars cheaper right you know which was a big deal that was the big punch um so so yeah so that it was like an all at once um move for both of these companies it was like this is everything you need to know these are the games these are you know we're previewing what's coming out we're gonna we're focusing on on you know this is like a launch you know what i mean like Get yourself hyped for the launch. And with this, it's been this slow trickle of like, here are the numbers and this is the specs. And this yeah, what is are they the... waiting on? And you're like, you're like, well, OK, well, like we said earlier, people don't care about that. People don't care about specs. They don't buy consoles based on specs. Um, like nerds this, like us care about specs, I, sort of. But even us are like, well, what's a teraflop? Yeah, what's Where, the game? How can I? How can I tell the difference? You can only tell the difference when you're sitting there playing it. You know, when you're exactly, when you're in yeah. front of it, and when you can see like, oh wow, this like actually does load really fast, or this, you know, is looking really really amazing, and you know, uh, playing in 4K is is fantastic, or whatever. You know, like like that's how you can tell. You don't tell based on the numbers and these numbers don't like, doesn't get me excited. Like I don't care about, I don't care about the numbers. I really don't. <laughs> the best part of this press release was Microsoft's backwards compatibility statement. Yeah. And which like, is like, we care about your games. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it's big. But why are they doing this? Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, why are they doing this sl- slow trickle? I feel like the slow trickle made sense in the first two months of the year. With the coronavirus scare stuff now, I think they're like, uh, what's going to happen? Are we, are, I wonder if they're, because nobody set an exact date. Nobody um, set a date. Nobody set a price. I bet you that there's a, a large concern about manufacturing. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but supply lines are still, are still up as far as I can tell. Right. Well, yeah. And, and we don't know. I think we, there's just a lot that we don't know that's going on. Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm just Can you I'm, imagine if a console launched January 2021? Mm, that would be so weird. Why would it? Yeah. No, it, they would have to push it back till 2021 fall uh, or summer. When did the Switch come out? I don't know. I mean, it could be February, right? That'd be so weird, though. Ugh, no, I, I don't. I don't like Switch that. came out in March. Yeah. Okay. It could, so it could, it could change. It could change. Um, March is a weird time to launch console, though. It doesn't doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Switch seems to be doing just fine. Well, now, but when the when the Switch launched, it was like it was a wasteland. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. this is an interesting experiment, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully like, it works. What is, yeah. I like my Switch. <laughs> Played enough, but yeah, everybody see everybody seems to like their switch. Well, you got time now, Cameron. Let's close the show. We have three minutes. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, I thought we should do a fun section at the end that I want to get to right now. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I just don't like. 
Like, silence. Show me, show me the box. Show me the games. I want to see a big release. Like, what are you waiting for? Maybe they were waiting for E3. I don't know. I want to see the Xbox baby. Xbox Series baby. The, the cheap the one. mini one. You yeah. know they're going to do a cheap one. Yeah, of course. Are they going to launch with a cheap I one? I do not know, but I, I really want to so. see it. I don't think. That's like a two-year-in kind of deal. Okay. Here's the closing thing for the show. Cameron, okay. everybody is quarantined in their house. Yeah. What? is your recommendation. We've been talking about video games. What's your recommendation for games? I want three things. Mm. A retro game. Mm. So that's anything PS3 generation and down. Oh. oh okay. um, and I want a recent game in the last two years. Okay. Those are your choices. All right. Um, well, I have... And it can be completely wait, wait, based wait. on your One mood. And you, you said t- three things. Oh. You could throw a third one in there. Just for fun. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so is this like the things that I'm going to be playing or? It is your choice. Um, Just tell me. Okay. What okay. So my plan at the moment, after finishing Bioshock, I think I'm going to jump into Final Fantasy VII. I have that wow. on, the, on the, yes, I know, right? Wow. Um, I have that on the, uh, the PS1 classic. Um, I'm going to try to jump into it. You can play see, the demo? See if I like it. No, I don't think so. Um, I think I want to jump into the original um, and see where it finds, where it, if I like it or not. Are you um, going to recommend that as your retro? Um, I think I would recommend Bioshock as my retro. Um, but I wanted to throw that in there because because I, we already talked about Bioshock. Cool. Um, as far, far as a game that will suck up all of your time and thoughts... Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, come on. If come you on. if you haven't played it, you haven't it, played it yeah, yet. That's pretty good. Oh man, it will it will destroy 120 hours of your life and um, your quarantine. So what else do you have to do? But it is so worth it. It's so worth it. I know some people that think it's boring. My dad, it didn't click with my dad. Um, he's got weird taste though. Yeah. So well, don't feel bad if you don't love it. But it is. <sighs> Here's what I'll say: the controls suck. Uh, unless you're a rock star guy. And since I've played a lot, controls are fine. Yeah, they, they are bad. Okay, the rock, the way Rockstar games play are exclusive to their Rockstar style. Mm. You know, yeah. tapping X to run makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's just Rockstar. That's just how it you know? is. Yeah. And since I've played those games, it's cool. So yeah. if you're like, you can't figure it out, or it's just not clicking, don't worry. But um, I think it's totally worth it. Um, I have. Uh, before you answer yours, right, we should also do not just games, but books we're reading oh. now that, that we're quarantined. I have books and I have TV shows that I need to get to. I have, uh, so well, I we have can lots, talk about the TV show you're watching. I have lots of, uh, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So, so the books that I'm reading, um, I'm going to, I'm going to start Jonathan Heights, A Righteous Mind. Um, highly, it comes highly recommended to me, so I'm excited for that. I'm also reading uh, a book by Ludwig uh, von Mises called Socialism. Uh, it's pretty fun so far. He he's uh, <laughs> he's kind of sassy. Mises is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then as far as TV shows, um, I'm finishing up Succession right now. I've got three episodes left. Uh, I'm excited to. I w- I took a break from it for for a couple weeks, um, but I'm excited to get back into it. It's been really, really good so far. Really well written. 
Um, and I have been watching, embarrassingly, I've been watching uh, Love is Blind with, with Kiana. And it is just so funny. It's so funny. It's it's hilariously bad um, and awful. And like, does oh, Kiana man. like it? Yeah, she thinks it's so funny. Dude, yeah, it's good. It's a good laugh. Uh, definitely a romantic watch. I recommended it to Cameron. Yeah, I do not watch those kind of shows. Sometimes I think you just need a little bit of uh, what is it called? Uh, reality, reality yeah, TV sure. shows. Um, yeah, I watched it with Jules. I, I told you we skipped the first like three episodes because I was like, I really don't want to do this. Um, but the show is very entertaining. Just be just on pure ridiculous, like the ridiculousness of the drama. <laughs> the entire thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's, it's really, it's just great. Uh, just wait, Cameron. Okay. It, it gets, it gets, it's, it gets, it gets heated. All right. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm excited for that. Cause it's, it's so funny already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gets pretty, uh, it gets, it becomes something anyways. So games, movies, book or games, television, books that you read. Watch the book I'm reading Why? is intellectual capital by this guy that I don't really respect too much oh. after reading his work. All right. He has a very biased, uh, take on the, History of Nobel Prize winners in economics. I'm reading it for a class. It's a good read, I would say. Um, but he, this guy really interjects his own opinions. He's not a very um, sound academic, is what I would say. Mm. It also looks like you're reading Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Yes, I'm supposed to start that book. Oh, nice. Um, I have not read it. Cool. But He is... Um, an interesting guy. Have you listened to his podcast? I have no idea who it is. Oh, okay. Uh, it is the church reading that I'm supposed to do. Oh, nice. They make us read books. Cool. So, yes. Um, as for the retro game, I have been... Well, the, the TV show I've been watching is The Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. It is better than I remember, and I really am enjoying it. And because of that, I am going to recommend a game that no one has recommended you play, and you probably won't like it unless you have a respect for games... Um, at the time that they were released. So what I'm saying is if you go check out this game, um, just take note of when it was made and respect it for what it is. <laughs> I want you to go um, play Republic Commandos. Mm. Um, it's backwards compatible. You play it on PC or I, Xbox. I, I played it on PC when I, when I... I am very surprised on how well it held up. Yeah. And it's got good writing. It's Star Wars. It's a Star Wars game where it plays a clone. Yeah. Plays the clones and yeah, shoot some stuff. That's fun. First person shooter. Um, as for the game that I think you should be playing in quarantine, I would say play Jedi Fallen Order. It does not overstay its welcome. Cool. It is a good length game that did not bore me. Uh, if you have some money, go buy Doom Eternal. Ooh, I've heard yes. great things about that. Oh, I'm so excited. And uh, that is out tomorrow. Yeah. And well, yeah. Well, it had it would have been out by the time you hear this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's out Friday. So, yeah, that's uh, some stuff to burn your time. And hopefully we burn enough of your time with this podcast. So, Cameron, know, let's right? close it up. Um, thanks for being out here this week. Uh, and enduring the, you know, all the quarantine all police. All the viruses. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You ha he had to run. He had to run here because you can't drive. Yes, that's true. Uh, he ran 20 miles and uh, <laughs> got here by himself. All right.
Everything Comes From Something is a fully fan-funded podcast that happens because of listeners like you. And a huge shout-out to our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you for supporting the show. I know I've been saying that part for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes, but seriously, you guys have been a huge blessing for making sure this podcast continues to go. Remember, if you want to support the show just like they do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. throw a couple dollars away, get a couple benefits. Remember, all the benefits, if you're a Patreon, are done through Patreon. Patreon Messenger, yes, you can just shoot us a message right there, and boom, we'll see it, we'll put it on air. Um, that's, that's how it works. Take advantage of those. Again, if you don't have money, totally cool. I know. I'm a broke college kid. I get it. You can just tell friends and family. Spread the word about the show. It's a little weird. It's a little quirky. It's a little different. Maybe someone, uh, some of the people or your friends will like it. And you can always give us a rating on iTunes. That seriously helps. Again, we thank you guys for all the support that you give us. We love you, and we will see you next week.